thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up guys? Welcome to Unregimented number 153. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. Yeah, I'm Rich. <laughs> I edit. Jay. I can be late. <laughs> Jay will be back. Jay, Jay works a lot. Jay is tired. Jay has an opportunity for sleep. He's taking it. He has three kids. I think three, right? I don't yeah. know how that guy has ever made time for us, but we'll grab him when we can. Yeah. Yeah, Jay's slaving away, man. That's but, oh, but what a week for Jay to miss, though, right? Oh. Trump is the gift that keeps on giving. If you can call it that. If you're in any kind of media platform, podcast, radio, television, <laughs> anything where you need things to talk about, he is just the goddamn gift that keeps on giving. Would you guys watch any of the vice presidential debate? No. Yeah, no, I can't say I did. I, I, I watched for- the highlights. It I forgot as- it was on. Actually, I... I was uh, mad at the TV trying to figure out why it wasn't recording Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then realized, oh, yeah, the vice presidential debate's on. <laughs> so I caught, like, the, I got the last about maybe 15 minutes of it or so. I heard it came across as boring as it was pretty much going as it was expected. Well, you know, I Not guess boring's won. a relative term in, in all aspects. To me, it reminded me of the debates that I saw like when I was in high school, um, you know, Clinton versus Bush. It, what, I mean, when you compare that to the types of conversations that were had at the, last, at the uh, first uh, presidential debate, it, uh, it did seem very tame. Uh, but the clips I heard of Tim Kaine sounded like his just fallback answer to everything was, "Oh yeah, well you suck." He was kind of aggressive, and he he was making everything about Trump. Yeah, which seems to be the mo of that campaign, anyway. Right. That was, you know, that was the first time I really got a good look at at uh, not Tim Kaine uh, at Mike Pence, Grace Bannon. <laughs> you know, to me, he looks like if he looks like if Doctor Drew was on Run and Stimpy, because <laughs> you know how they used to draw like men with the like squished up faces and they were all wrinkly around the eyes and shit. That's what he looks like. Who's the, who's the artist who does Run and Stimpy? Oh, sh- uh, Billy West. Billy West. No, he does a voice. John Kirk oh. Falsey. Yeah, there you go. Well, supposedly, Mike Pence is beside himself, and his wife is furious over, over these new Trump comments. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> well, just, yeah. just, just grab him in the pussy, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying not, I'm, I'm trying not to jump right into Trump. Um, but I guess there's not a whole lot to say about the vice, president, vice presidential debate other than half the people turned in, tuned in to watch it, as did the, the debate between Hillary and Trump. And, yeah, it, 
it definitely seemed more like a presidential debate 20 years ago, only instead of going after each other, they were going after, respectively, Hillary and and Clinton. Respectively in order. They weren't being respectful at all, actually. (laughs) No, regarding his politics, disregarding his politics, Pence sounded like he had his shit together the most, just from the the clips I heard. Yeah, you know, uh, I'd have to agree with that. I thought he did really well if you were just to judge somebody on presentation. I... He definitely had his work cut out for him because uh, because Tim Kaine was just constantly, you know, lobbing insults over his way. Uh, not necessarily about him, but about, again, Trump. And he didn't really take the bait. Like, I know a lot of people thought that he was kind of weak on addressing some of the issues that uh, that that Tim Kaine had brought up. But I feel like uh, he was more of the old school politician where if you acknowledge those slanderous remarks or what you consider slanderous remarks, then all you do is lower yourself to that level. And you, and you kind of give credence to him by right. yeah, addressing him. You give right. him power. <laughs> and that <laughs> used to be the way that we handled or politicians handled things like this is... If they could get away with it, they wouldn't even address it. And now we have Trump, who, when somebody accuses him of something, he vehemently denies it for five weeks straight on Twitter. Dude, he's the human, he's the personification of the internet. I don't care if I'm wrong, I'm just going to say my opinion loudly, and it's just going to be right, just because th- I'm going to scream it the loudest. He's the I, human internet. I think you're. That's perfect. I think that is. I think you are right on. He's like um, 4chan and Reddit have all coalesced into a person. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, hey, well, I come think, on. I think the one thing that 4chan I'm taking away from what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we all got the message. <laughs> <laughs> which, which reminded me, I found something about uh, Pepe and uh, the alt right from 4chan that i'll share oh, with you guys later we got a little bit to talk about 4chan in uh in a few here but what were you oh, saying okay. um i think what i'm taking away from this is that you look at the pre- the vice presidential debate and the clips i've seen aaron you nailed it you, you just you nailed it it's what we think of classically when we think of a presidential or vice presidential debate right um, what, what, what it should be no one was complaining then, about like I mean right at the beginning I think uh I think it was uh, Mike Pence who had complained that Tim Kaine was taking some of his time and uh Tim Kaine conferred with the moderator that this is an open debate correct this isn't like the presidential debate where you have a set amount of time and you're not supposed to interrupt the other person this was more well I guess like debate style when you talk about debate style you really do have a set time this was more of what most people think of as a debate, a conversation. Well, I'm just, I'm thinking, okay, look at the Democratic debates between Hillary and Bernie. Yeah. And. Which got pretty ugly in their own respect. But still, it wasn't the sideshow that the Republican debates were. Well, no. And, and, what, and what I'm taking away from this is that it, once you introduce Trump into the equation, it turns into just what I said, a sideshow. And 
whether we as as a country are, are would like to admit this or not a lot of people in this country want a sideshow in their politics they they want it to be like a reality show right they want the drama they want, they want the hair four years the of bitch trump. Out, you ain't my baby daddy and all that shit yeah they want four they want four years of trump because they're entertained by him exactly and i mean it, it just that i'm just like woof, okay I mean, it's, it just blows me away because when people are like, oh, well, that was a boring debate for the vice presidential you know, debate. And that's how every debate's been in my lifetime that I can remember. The closest we had to a debate not being that way was in 92 when Perot was in the debates. And that was only because it was, you know, in hockey terms, he was the third man in. Right. You know, I mean, and... They just, there was a document, it's like a 10, 15 minute documentary, mini documentary they released about Perot running in 92. And it's amazing to, to, to look back that far back, 24 years now, and listen to a lot of things he said that came to pass. And he did it. I mean, he was, he was up there. I mean, he, the, the infamous one, the giant sucking sound of jobs heading south because of NAFTA, that happened. Um, but it's just it's it's funny because he was he was so laughed at and looked at as a joke, and I even remember thinking he was a joke back then. However, twenty four years on, I see the same footage I saw when you know when it first happened, and I'm like, why the fuck weren't we taking him more seriously? And right. it's like, oh, because, because the media we, has the marching orders. Because we literally now have a joke running for office. We have. Every late night host, you know, dream for monologue fodder running yeah. for office. Yeah, when this and election is looked at, back upon it by uh, by the next generation or generations, it, I think the the biggest question is going to be how did they get down to these two people when they had when there were other candidates that seemed like they would be uh, make better presidents. Well. This is, it, I, I think this will so. be looked I at as a so. failing of the right American people. I'm, my fear is in 12 years, they're gonna, we're going to be looking back at this one with longing because it's going to be such a clusterfuck 12 years from now. Right. Because when this President is going to be the precedent now. I want to know how come those dipshits in Washington haven't looked in the mirror and been like, this is, for starters, A, this is the best we could come up with, but B... This is who the people chose. Like that, no one has talked about. Like that should be kind of like the deeper issue here, to the to Congress, to our whole two party system in general. Is that especially on the Republican side, we were given like double digit choices, and the people mandated this walking cartoon. Like that should be an indictment of your whole fucking. You're, you're talking about the system. The, the system we have the for system, electing... The system, like said, people in the Capitol, like, you should be looking in the mirror. You know, especially if you're, uh, if you consider yourself a Republican. Going, there are some deep-seated problems here, and the people are trying to send us a message. I don't even see it as, I, I, maybe because I'm just getting way more cynical as every day goes by anymore. I, I don't see as we really had much of a choice. I mean, I think it was pretty much in 2008 because Obama cut Hillary in line. The DNC said, play ball and you'll get your shot in 2016. Right. 
and, and, they, and which is why they uh, tried to keep, well, they successfully kept uh, um, a brain fart. Uh, Bernie. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, they, um, the, yeah, the, the, which is why they successfully kept Bernie out of the race. But the Republicans, think, the Republicans just had a, a void as far as a front runner. Trump stepped in. Everybody took. Everybody started laughing until he started polling well and actually winning. And then they threw everything but the kitchen sink at him, trying to keep him out. And they couldn't because you. <laughs> I, I forget who is it. I forget who said it. But you'll never go broke underestimating the stupidity of the American public. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. one thing that this election and these primaries. They have restored my faith in one thing in this mostly broken system. Our votes do count. Because do you think that there is any fucking way it, this system is as rigged as we all are cynical enough to think it is, that the Republican establishment would have not rather have had your Ted Cruz, your Paul Ryan's, your Mitt Romney? It's interesting. How is it that the, uh, the Democrats seem so successful in, quote-unquote, rigging the system, and the Republicans have utterly failed at it and are are puzzled by the results because it doesn't well, seem i think it leads into what you guys literally just said never underestimate the stupidity of the american people bernie right. Bernie was trying to motivate his his base was younger voters and the first time we talked about it on this program chris said something he said bernie won't even get halfway you know between between now and the election He's going to fade away because young people don't vote. Right. And, you know, sorry, Chris, young people came out and voted. I mean, he, he, he won more places than I was going to get, and I would have given him credit for. So I was right in there. I, wasn't, I didn't put it exactly the way you did, but I was right there with you going, fucking ain't no 22-year-old going to go out and fucking vote. You know, give me a fucking break. But they did. And Hillary, she was ordained their candidate from 2008 onwards. And they weren't going to let anybody come in and cut. And she wasn't going to let especially anyone come in and cut her in line a second time. They had proof of it? And they just buried it? Right. Because I, mean, I think the, the Democratic Party, the, their worst fear would be having, uh, having actually, uh, uh, I keep forgetting his name, goddamn name. <laughs> it's like he's up, <laughs> gone from the planet now. Why... Uh, you know, if they ended up with Bernie as their candidate, Hillary wasn't just going to sit back and go, oh, okay, I guess I can wait another four or eight years or whatever. Like, that wasn't going to happen. There was nothing that was going to stop Hillary at that point. And you best believe that Hillary's camp was looking at Obama's presidency real close till 2012, and they were deciding, they were trying to make it a, a, a tactical decision whether he was popular enough to win the Democratic nomination in 2012, or if they were going to run against him. I guarantee well, you there was talks in her camp about that. I think and that's, they decided, let's bide our time. I, I think every race uh, looks at the current president that way, regardless of, uh, of how successful they are. I don't think they did the, with Reagan. I don't think they did with, with Bush one or two. Maybe Clinton, because of all the, the, the sex scandal shit, but... I, I, Clinton I was distanced from so was H.W. Uh, Bush there was a there was, when he was leaving office I mean right not when he was leaving office but uh, uh, when uh, God I can't even come up with anybody's name today 
Let me reset this. <laughs> uh, when uh, Republicans were running against Obama, when George W. H. W. Bush, not H. W. George W. Bush, uh, was leaving office, there was nobody who was was going out and campaigning with Bush at their side. He was just hanging out at his compound. But I think we got, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that, I don't think that's a, it might be a cynical way to look at it, but I think that's standard practice for any campaign. Oh no, I, I agree. I just think that she was, if, if there'd have been any, any weakness in his armor, so to speak, I think she'd have jumped, and, and she thought there was even a better than than fighting chance of getting in there in 2012. I think she'd have ran against him, but she'd have known that had been political suicide with his with his administration if she lost. Right, and I mean she had to weigh the pros and cons against it. I mean that's that's I mean that's what I'm getting at. It's well, she <laughs> was. I mean, she was obviously promised a lot of things. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, because it's not even—is it even like a, a well-kept secret that the Clintons despise Obama, and vice versa? I mean, I, I remember when Slick Willie was giving his you know little speeches for for Hillary, and he was saying that it's all fantasy. Yeah, o- Obamacare. That's that's la la land. That's you know, and all this type of shit. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, weren't he's, you? He's still shit talking Obamacare. Exactly, Just and I'm the like, other weren't, day. You, weren't you telling your wife back in ninety? I was supposed to be Hillary. Yeah, exactly. To go, to go. Hey, hey, hi. I, I need to get this blow job, so you need to go find something to do. Get yourself a job, sweetheart. This, this and he sent her out with so I could nail interns. Exactly. I need my foot rub. Go <laughs> on. Oh go on. Is Clinton going to start sounding more like Harry Carey as he gets older? <laughs> You know, dude, I'm so. not even bullshitting. I seriously, after the 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 Democratic convention and seeing him, dude, he, homeboy is suffering some form of early onset dementia. I, I, I've lost I've lost too many people in my family. That look <laughs> so, on his, I'm not even joking. Final stage the look, of syphilis. It is Bill Clinton. Well, I mean, the, the, the look on his the look on his face, how he seems to get lost, like. Even even after when the balloons were falling, a little kid come up and like was playing with a balloon. He come over and snatched a balloon from the little kid with the cameras rolling. Clinton mm-hmm. would have never done that ten years ago. That's, and yet he's, he's still a- getting more trim. <laughs> the fuck? He just he can't remember it the next day. <laughs> well, yeah. Did we have sex? Uh, I, I thought my I thought my penis <laughs> smelled funny. Did we have sex? Yes. Awesome. I need to I need yeah. to get laid. Uh, Mr. Ex-President, or what? They still call him President, right? And be like, Mr. Yeah, President, yeah. Uh, you got laid twice this morning. I said, Well, I don't remember it, so it doesn't count. <laughs> you got to bring her back. Wait, what? <laughs> what kind of what kind of a lay did I get? Was Bill Cosby over here? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> you know he's just you know he's just waiting for January to be like, I'm back, everybody. Well, so what is it that that's going to take Trump down? Is it finally? This tape where he's talking about how he can just take woman and grab him by the pussy? Nope. You don't I think don't so? Think no. Nope. I mean, this is just outrageous. Who would ever? This would like utterly destroy not only anyone else's uh, 
political career, but probably their business career as well. If you remember, we are the country that elected a black man before we elected a white woman. Just saying, I don't think it's going to hurt him as much as people think it's going to hurt him. I think the media. Oh, yeah, I get you. I think the media is going to spit roast him. We're more sexist than we are racist as a country. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, Obama getting elected, Obama beating Hillary in the primary proved it, and getting to the White House first proved that. Is there's, (laughs) there's. Super duper racist old guys down south going, I'd rather have the uh, a black man than a woman, you know? Yeah. I think we might have uh, actual audio here of this. Let me see if this is uh... it. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. it I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news, Sarah. Oh, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was marriages. And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear him? Yeah. Yeah, he moved I, on her very heavily. Very heavily. He's talking about a married woman. That he moved on her very heavily. He took her out furniture shopping. <laughs> So fuck a married woman. I just got to take her to our van. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't fuck this Is that one. Let's the see. Trump playbook. <laughs> some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took out furniture. I moved <laughs> her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit in the purple. Whoa! Whoa! Yes! Whoa. <laughs> yes, the Donald Escort! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, my man! Wait, wait, you gotta look at me when you get out of your life. That is very Will you give me the thumbs up? Okay, you are a piece. You gotta put the thumbs up. You gotta okay. get the thumbs up. Can't be too happy. Else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You gotta give me the thumbs up. Right, you and I will walk out. Oh, my God. I don't know. This wasn't. It's a different one. Obviously, this is raw footage. No, it's, it's her. It's her. Yeah, that's her with the gold. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. I just wanted yeah, to. I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. Look those legs. All I can see is the legs. No, it looks good. There that's you go. Drop. There, there is the line. Grab him by the pussy. That's a new drop. <laughs> we How? must have it as a drop. So, this comes out, and at the same time, or in the same week at least, uh, we Julian Assange and, and WikiLeaks releases the transcripts from Clinton, Hillary Clinton's paid speeches to corporations. So, I'll pose this question because you were away earlier when I was talking to Rich about this. You think this? Trump shit is planned. You think this is counter strike to that Assange shit from Hillary's campaign, or do you think just you know the I way think, Trump is? Just I think keep all digging, this, you'll find stupid shit. I think all this shit they've been sitting on each well, campaign. I, yes. I don't. I, I said I this months ago. Hillary's got Hillary doesn't say shit, and she just goes, "I remember, and I'm going to save my shit." for when it's appropriate, and that's about four or five weeks out from the election. And, yep. and two days that, before the next debate. Right. She absolutely, not so much planned as in, like, as soon as this WikiLeaks shit drops, we're dropping this. But, you know, they've got something in the chamber. I'll tell you, a thought that I had when I was reading all this shit, getting ready for this podcast, it was a fleeting thought, but I think it might be worth bouncing off you guys. You guys wait, wait, might wait, 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 wait. 
Hold on I'm a insane. second, because you 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 totally truncated the the conversation here. We haven't even no, talked it, about what it is that uh, that Hillary was was accused of. What this, in the same week that we had we had this from uh, this tape that was released from when when was this? It was like ten years ago, eleven years ago, something yeah, like that. Five, yeah. In 2000, yeah, 11 years ago, at the same, in the same week, Hillary Clinton uh, gets her transcripts released from her, her uh, speeches to private corporations. And among that was her talking about her vision for a, a hemispherical, I don't know why only just half the world, but uh, not just, it, basically all the shit that she was talking about, uh, you know, Donald was was accusing her of being pro NAFTA, and she was denying that. And then here she is talking about how she has an she envisioned something even greater than NAFTA that goes beyond just the connected continents and you know free trade on a whole hemisphere of the planet. But how do we? It, it's laughable to think that like these two things are are kind of equal. Right to hear conservatives say, "Well, listen to this. This is ridiculous." Uh, Hillary Clinton. This is just more lies from her. Okay, I, yes, you're right. She says whatever she needs to to the crowd that she's talking to, and that's why I don't want to vote for her. But Donald Trump is just a deplorable person. <laughs> but is, is this telling us anything we didn't already know? There you go. That's the thing. Is you know, there's he. There was a lot of, of people from the Republican Party that distanced themselves from Trump. But is this really going to make a difference? No, and I think it's going to backfire on her. Because you know why? Because I've been reading it in all my AP stories. Because it's putting the phrase, respect for women, on the table with these two people. What do you mean, backfire on her? Her husband? Uh, been accused of what? At least three sexual assaults. Right. Like that's. I think this could. If you're going to put respect for women on the table, you don't think the Trump campaign's been waiting for this moment? But if and, if, if if respect for women is an issue that you vote on, how does that still even compare? If respect for women you can't is an backfire issue, on you, you're going to vote for somebody who grabs women by the pussy because you don't want to vote for the person who was cheated on. If respect, for women, or the, or the, if, respect for, if respect for women is is the the issue someone's voting on, they won't vote for either of these people. I say, are you gonna or Hopefully. Aaron or the the woman who ruins the lives of the women who've come out to say they slept with her husband? Yeah. The same woman who Good. says sexual assault victims deserve to be heard, but she's had a hand in keeping three of the, the three women who've accused her husband quiet. That's what I'm saying. Like those the, are, those are the, very good points. The Trump campaign should have been waiting for this day. Like, oh, respect for women? Let's go. See, I, I think, personally, I think it's a wash. I think it's a, it's a fucking push. It's a draw. Neither of them have any high ground on this, this issue. And this is pandering for the female vote. And that's all it is. Because neither of them, neither of them if, if, if you were running an organization trying to promote women's equality you would want neither of these people associated with your corporation with your cause period and they're just now they're just trying to go well 
yeah, well, my husband might have fucked around on me, but look at him. He's fucking married women, and he says he can buy pussy with money. And, and he's going, yeah, well, it's not just your husband cheated on you. You know, Juanita Broderick says that he raped her, and he's known to pull out his bent fucking crooked dick and just flop it out and be like, I took it out. I know it's pretty, but it's not for air and all that good <laughs> shit. To any woman that'll, that'll, that he's alone with in an office for more than five minutes, on top of all the, uh, uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're not proven, but everybody behind the scenes knows what happened. I mean, he carried on affairs. Jennifer Flowers, that went on for years. Marky Post, the chick from fucking Night Court, he was nailing her for a fucking couple of years. Was it that Barbara Streisand? I mean, this isn't this isn't like things that are that are that no one knows about. It's like Rob Halford being gay. Everyone fucking knew it, and when he came out, it was like, okay, cool. Finally, it's not like it's you know. I mean, that's kind of my. It's kind of big secret. That's that's kind of my reaction to the Trump audio. Like, okay, and and honestly, and honestly, this is not going to win me any fucking. Fans, but ladies, I, I hate to, I hate to be the the one to tell you this. That's how about eighty percent of guys talk when women aren't around when they're talking about getting pussy. I was gonna say, I bet you that's how Bill Clinton talks. It just there wasn't a mic well, near him, unlike Trump. You know, he's yes sa- and no. He's you savvy know, if, enough not to not to say that shit when he thinks he's being recorded. Let's put it that way. Well, Bill no, like. Okay, if we're having a conversation or just, you know, bullshitting on the podcast as we often do, I don't give a fuck who's listening. Um, you know, well, we can talk, what, uh, we can talk saying... very sexist in, in quotes where, uh, you know, about what you may or may not do to that, this chick or that chick. But it's, it's all in good fun because I'm not really going to do any of that shit. You know, Aaron, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying what he's saying is what is said. I'm saying how guys talk. Yeah, it's locker room yes. talk. No, no, absolutely. I'm not, say- I'm not saying what he's saying I agree with. I'm just saying guys will be like, oh, so what's going on with you and so-and-so's wife? Oh, I fucked her. You yeah, hear but, that all the time when it's just guys. But it doesn't sound like locker room talk when it comes out of Trump's mouth. I, What I hear is that this man wholly believes that to be the truth, that he can just walk up and take women by the pussy. Oh, I, yeah, I believe he does. Now, do, do I think he acts on it? And I think he probably spends a decent amount of money before he fucking makes his first awkwardly sexual move. Right. But, I mean... Yeah, he's got to take her furniture shopping. I mean, you know... Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> Dropping exactly. at least a grand on a sectional, you know. <laughs> I mean, of all the shit we've ever done for some, for you know, for some ass, I've never took a woman, you know, furniture shopping. Furniture but then again, shopping. I'm not Donald Brad, Trump, you know. I've, I've learned two things tonight. i got to start going to Art Van and grabbing them in the pussy, all right? <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, let's, okay, but also, let's be honest You think here, Donald Trump's at Art Van? Oh, that's true. I'm just, I'm he's using, I'm he's taking the, him the to Siemens furniture. Siemens. Siemens. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> took her to Siemens. <laughs> I'm surprised when he when he took her to the furniture, he's like he was like, uh, I'm gonna need some time alone with her. Where's your Bill Clinton section? <laughs> In the back? Okay, I'll just I'll draw the curtains. Here, here's <laughs> the Siemens, it's gonna be the best. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's here's a couple thousand. Get a fat bitch to keep the bed warm until we're ready. 
<laughs> took you know? Siemens, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, yes, he's a fucking God. He is such a scumbag. But I know so many guys like him. They just don't have his amount of money. Yeah, he is, that's, he, like, he is so supremely confident in himself that he's delusional. He is just an, he is just pure id walking around. Right, right. There are those guys that sure they do the locker room talk like every guy does, but you know the difference is like let's say we're we're at the bar and I see a chick with a nice ass or something, and I say about how I'm going to take her into the bathroom and bang her here at the bar or some stupid shit, and we all have a laugh over it. But if I actually have a chance to go and talk to that woman, I'm going to be as respectful as I can, right? Because I'm trying to get a, like a date or a phone number or something. But there are guys who just don't know how to shut that off. Well, I you mean, that's another thing I thought of when I heard this stuff is, number one, I'm not surprised at this point. Number two, uh, he sounds like someone who has a cock. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm with you here, Rich. I mean, when, when the ladies aren't around, uh, it's... Probably no. eight out of ten of us. Like, and, and and on the flip side, just so hey, no one can accuse me of not presenting both sides of the picture. As someone who was raised by a single mother, and my grandmother and the Western women in my family were single, they talk just. I mean, maybe maybe they use more polite words for genitalia, but they talk just as much trash. Especially, you get a couple drinks in them, and they think they do. The kids sleep. Ladies, don't deny it. We know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just the fact that he doesn't understand that he shouldn't be talking this way in an environment where it's possible he's being recorded. No, he doesn't care. That's the thing. I don't think he does understand. I don't think he, he doesn't give a fuck. Okay. That's your, I'm trying to be polite. You're just want to be uncouth. Fuck it. He, then he doesn't care. Cause he's a fucking, he's like, I'm rich. I got money. That, that allows me to act like an asshole. I think he has the attitude. Probably most rich white guys his age have. Man, am I cynical. Jesus, again. Dude, I can't disagree with you, though. (laughs) Like, I'm more... I got more of a reaction... To me, I had more of a reaction to this story of all of the the holier-than-thou from Mount Pius reactions of the people from the right. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's... Uh, just the, the the statements that have been released are so fucking... They seem so calculated and forced, and it's just like... Uh, to, to me, those seem more annoying than the actual news story we're talking about. People outraged over the uh, the WikiLeaks transcripts of Clinton speeches. That's what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about Paul Ryan's statement about Trump and the rest of the people on the oh, right. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, uh, Paul Ryan had said... Well, I thought I had it here in front of me. Paul Ryan said that Mr. Trump would no longer attend what was to be their first joint appearance at an event in Wisconsin. He's uninvited from Wisconsin. I'm sure he's crying. I'm always wary of the people who protest too much. It's the Bill Hicks theory. Right. uh, uh, What he talked about, Jerry Falwell probably has the children of young children. The skin of young children drying in his attic. You know, you never trust anybody that far to the right because they probably have some deep, dark secret. It's been proven several times throughout history. Yeah, right. How many, how well, many politicians on the far right go, I, I, I'm not for homosexual rights, and then they're blowing guys in the airport. Chugging cock every chance they get. Well, can we, can we, I, 
something that I think we're not talking about in the general public because the media it's it's hey they it's not on their fucking agenda to push this or to acknowledge this. But let's be honest here. This entire election, more so than probably even uh, I, I'm going to say this one in the, in, in the 2008 election. This is this is pure tribalism, okay? Because you have who, in my experience, from what I've seen, most of Hillary's most staunch supporters are older, college-educated women, and most of Trump's supporters are non-college-educated men, and. Most of these women that, that are, are college-educated and are older, I guarantee you if you ask them, they'd say they're a feminist, but they're willing to overlook all the shit with Hillary and Bill Clinton because it's one of theirs that's, that's running. It's one of us. And Yeah, and the same the, thing's the, happening on Trump's side. Yeah, exactly. And the truth is, which I, I don't know if I'll ever see in my lifetime, uh, uh, none of these people are, for, are, are any... They're not... They're not us. These no. people live in such a bubble of their own creation, so high above us, they think, that they don't give a fuck except for every four years when they got to get the peasants out to vote. And that's another thing I think is going to backfire uh, with this Trump thing for the, for the Clinton campaign is, I've said it before and I'll say it again, but this is a video of Donald talking like a regular person. Whereas you don't get too much of that out of Hillary. That's gonna that I think that's gonna broaden his appeal a little bit. I really do. I don't think this is gonna be, you know, if you if you read on the AP right now, I mean, this is this is it for the Trump campaign. People are saying he should drop out and all this, but I really think we're underestimating the stupidity of the American people here on this one. Right. I, I think you could probably count on one hand the number of people who were going to vote for Trump heard that those remarks and decided to change their mind and vote for yeah. Hillary instead. It's not I changing mean, it, anyone's mind. Anyone who was offended by that was already not voting for Trump. It, I, I, I hate to sound like I'm painting in a positive light, but it, if you really think about it, this is a video of just him talking like a regular person and that might help him in places like the Rust Belt, the Midwest. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely right. if you've ever been at a because well, everyone's like, I want somebody who thinks like me in the office, yeah. Right? Which I want well, somebody yeah. who thinks better than me. Yeah. If I, I was smart enough to be president, I'd be running for office, but I'm not. God damn it! So, well, I kind of get somebody kinda, who is smart. I, this is where I kind of fall in line with a lot of, at least people I've met who call themselves libertarians. I, why do I? I don't want a leader. I, I do fine on my own. Okay, I don't need you to tell me how to fucking live. Well, we do right? need somebody to. What I need up you. There. What I need you to do is to handle infrastructure. Yeah. And I just want my leader to divvy out my tax dollars. Okay, I don't need you fucking trying to re- legislate morals and what I can and, and can't do and tax things out of existence because you don't like them because you are beholden to a lobby that pays so much money for, sorry, my cat decided she had to jump up on the table there. Um, pay so much money, you know, you know, lobbyists pay so much money. So you, it's an issue all of a sudden you care about. I fuck all that. I, just make sure the fucking trains run on time. How about that? 
Yeah. If we if, if I could have a leader that does that, I'd vote for whatever party they were in. And so far in my lifetime, I have we I've never seen a leader like that. They promise yeah. the world and they deliver the fucking dirt. And that's it. I don't know. They the, overpromise uh, and underdeliver, which is a cardinal sin in leadership. So, well, let's talk a little bit about Gary Johnson then, because he's had a real rough time lately. And, you know, honestly, the, what, last week when I was watching Bill Maher's show, he, he almost had me convinced. He almost had me convinced that I should just go ahead and suck it up and vote for Hillary. When I thought about it more, I changed. I, I stuck with my original guns of, I don't give a shit. I'm voting third party and I'm voting Gary Johnson. Because we are racist. These uh, you're voting well, the, for Trump, Aaron. The thing is, Bill Maher was talking about him like this guy's a fucking complete idiot. He was asked about Aleppo. He didn't know what it was. He was asked to name uh, a foreign leader. He couldn't. All right. So, I'd like to point out he was asked to so name a are you, leader. Are, he admired. Maybe he just doesn't admire any current foreign leader. No, no, no. I heard the, the I heard the conversation. He asked name name one that you admire. And he and Gary Johnson said, "Well, I guess I'm having an Aleppo moment." Yep. <laughs> he actually referenced his own his own fuck up, and then uh, I forget who it was, it was, Chris Matthews or somebody. I think it was. He asked him, "Oh, just name any leader, any foreign leader," uh, uh, and then he couldn't. Uh, but, you know, uh, can he even come up with Trudeau? But who has this idea? Like, yes, I understand why you ask these questions, and you and you want to make sure that uh, you know you're you're, you're putting somebody uh, up for president who is aware of what's going on in the world, and certainly not even having heard of Aleppo, it does kind of question like what is he focusing on right now? But at the core of the issue, I don't think that any there's no presidential candidate that's like cramming with like a, a you know. An encyclopedia of just you know trying to cram the, all their all this information about all the different leaders and all that. I mean, like that's not what we want from a president. We want somebody who has good judgment, so that when they're offered the right information, they make the right decision. Not somebody who goes into office and thinks that they already know everything, and thinks that they have to know everything. You know, uh, how would you even? Okay, let's say uh, Gary Johnson, by some uh, miracle, I don't know, maybe there's a fire at the uh, <laughs> next debate, <laughs> but by some miracle, he he gets into office. And you think people are going to be scared, like, oh my God, what what's he going to do? He doesn't even know any other foreign leaders. Well, t- nobody does going into office. Actually, Hillary's the only one who does, because <laughs> she's worked as Secretary of State. Exactly. But, but you you are trained for this position, and you're not hired for your knowledge. You're hired for your judgment. On top of that, what president isn't going to surround themselves with people who can inform them at a moment's yes. notice on then, any issue that they need to be informed on that they might not be up to update on right. at, the, at the snap of a finger? That goes hand in hand with their judgment. You trust that that person has good enough judgment to pick the people who are going to know the most about this subject. 
Because how could you possibly know everything there is about running a country from tax to taxes to healthcare to infrastructure to foreign policy and trade? I mean, nobody knows all that shit. And, and we try and come up with these gotcha questions to prove that like, you don't know enough to be president. Look, we're, 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 we're judging you on how you judge others and, other, and situations. That's what we're doing. It's, it's, we don't have a, like an ACT, uh, ACT, SATs. I took the ACT, actually. <laughs> uh, we don't have an SAT test to decide, like, well, who knows the most about uh, world politics? And we'll pick them to be president. The POTUS ATs? Yeah, the POTUS, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And no, well, I mean, Gary Johnson's not perfect, but I still have, I have better faith in his judgment than I do either Hillary's or Donald's. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, even hearing all this stuff, I'm just, it, it, he, he still seems smarter than those two. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, yes, I still feel good about my choice. Right. Hey, it, how about a little bit of credit for having the courage to say, I don't know? Yeah, that's... Be- and something. Neither of these two will do that because How many, I yeah, think both of just, their egos are so big. Hillary's is just, you know, she's she's kind of like the, you know, remember the girl in the class that everybody hated that had to know everything and answer every question? Right. She's kind of got that thing going for her. It, you know, I don't know isn't in her vocabulary because she has to know everything. She's know it all. And then Trump, well, hubris just gets in the way of him knowing right. the way the term I don't know. I, I, I had friends growing up who, if they didn't know the answer to a question, they just flat out make some shit up right that's what most politicians do like they'd look you dead in the face and you knew they were they were full of shit you knew they were bullshitting and they didn't know what they were talking about but they said it with such conviction that the idiots in the room would believe them and right this this is that's the art of politics that's the art of politics right there right if gary johnson was a better politician he would say well you know chris uh there's a lot of people there's a lot of world leaders that i respect and i think the prime minister of germany is doing a really good job and uh he was deflected and pivoted and and, but what i really want to talk about today is our trade policy with blah 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 blah, and just go into something completely different give a half of an answer (laughs) and then pivot to what you want to talk about it doesn't matter if i yeah. That's a very good question, Lester. But what what concerns me more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't what mm-hmm. I matter. It doesn't matter. It's a very what good I question that I'm not leaders. going to answer. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think of these world leaders. What matters is our relationships with the countries that they lead. You know, right? Yes. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, it's pretty bad that I'm sitting here wanting the debates to go back to a post game NFL press conference instead of the Jerry Springer show. But I really kind of do. Hmm. I, 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 something just doesn't sit well with me when I have people on stage talking about their dick size. Everything but what they're going to do. And, yeah. and, and beauty pageant contestants and shit like that. And I'm like, these are not issues I'm voting on. Look, everybody's flawed. Everybody's fucked up. Right? If you dig deep enough into anybody's closet, you can find shit that would even make their fucking mother go, oh, really? Really? Why? Why? You know? And I'm not, I'm not excusing anybody's behavior or any of these two's behavior by any means by saying that. But what I'm saying is I'm not hearing 
I'm the best candidate, and here's why. I'm here, and at least I'm not this person across from me. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing that. I mean, if I if I made if I made every relationship decision I've ever done based on well, <sighs> at least she's not gonna you know kill me in the middle of the night and steal all my money and crawl out a window. How low of a bar have I set for myself? Yeah, if your best campaign strategy is hey, at least I'm not him, man, you need to re-examine your campaign. Exactly. Right. Hey, here's something that uh, that. Uh, strengthens Chris's opinion of Trump as the embodiment of the internet because there is a uh, a story going around about how uh, 4chan and Reddit both uh, colluded to flood uh, online polls with uh, votes for Trump. This is in, I in order to try and week. declare him the winner of the last debate. Which is Aaron, the type I brought of that up last week to you, and you were like, "What polls?" And I'm like, "The internet polls." Don't you remember that? No, I don't. I apologize. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. I'm just like, wait a minute. What? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, that's what I was getting at. I just didn't put it as eloquently as you did. So my bad. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I must have misunderstood. But um, so so we that, so the country got trolled, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, exactly. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know. I understand this as, you know, 4chan and Reddit are full of people who just want to see it all burn. And this sounds exactly like something they would do. Where I think a lot of people are taking that as, well, all these, this is where all the Trump supporters are. They're all on 4chan and Reddit. <laughs> like, no, these fuckers aren't even going out to vote. As a matter of fact, they're not even old enough. These are 13-year-old kids. I And it's, this is why when we were talking about the whole Pepe thing, I yeah. was like, what the media doesn't understand because they don't, <laughs> at least they won't openly admit that they spend time in these dark corners of the internet, is that these are not places like 4chan. I, these are not places people go and, and, and try to spread political agendas and you know, earnestly do it. They just—they're just like, like you said, just fucking want to watch the world burn. Yes. They just go and hey, let's let's fuck up the system as as much as we can. I mean, that's when Zimmerman was auctioning off the gun he shot Trayvon Martin with. They went and put in the winning uh, bid on eBay was for murder McShoot face. Yeah, <laughs> racist McShoot face. Racist McShoot face. Thank it, you. Yeah. Stole my Twitter handle. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you know, come on, you know that that's that's fucking people dicking around on the internet, and that doesn't mean that they like support what he did. Right. It's I. It's almost if you really want to stretch it, I guess it's almost a way of uh, it's almost uh, a new kind of satire is to just yes. point out the ridiculousness of the system by using the system against itself. Right. They're they're saying, oh. You, you could some of you actually Trump want to is. have this megalomaniac uh, reality TV star to be your president? I think you should have that too. I think that's exactly what you deserve. And on top of that, <laughs> what people what people here in uh, the U.S. tend to forget is that there's the rest of the world besides Mexico and Canada and us. And really, there's a lot of people that don't like us when you go when you when you go visit them. 
And so if they can fuck up these polls by going in and just flooding them with Trump won to make us look bad and to get a laugh themselves, they'll do it. They'll do it in a heartbeat. I mean, it, that's why I'm like, I, I was like, why? The Pepe, really? Pepe? That's who they're going after? Okay. All right. It's a fucking dumb meme. <laughs> this, listen to this. This isn't directly related to Trump, but this is about 4chan and this is this is a perfect example of the type of people that you're dealing with here. So recently, Google had uh, created a, a uh, an AI, an, a conversation AI, is what it was called. <laughs> Are you aware oh, of this? <laughs> this was, uh, and it was a teenage girl. <laughs> what was a teenage girl? No, wait. This is this was a a program that was to filter out certain language. And look for uh, it was it was an anti harassment tool is what it was that would try and, and censor conversations on the internet where people were talking about hateful things. Oh no no I'm I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the chat bot that they made and it was a teenage oh. girl and they taught it to say Hitler did nothing wrong and right and fuck me right <laughs> that, and all that was another one a day. Yeah. well listen to this one so four uh, chan in response started using Google as a term for black people, a slur for black people. Oh, boy. Oh, and, yeah. And actually posted. Now, I'm going to read this verbatim. And uh, this is a list that was, that was posted on 4chan, a translation code for everybody so they could understand what you were talking about when you uh, were talking about how, I mean, like, we should put all the Skypes into a furnace and burn them. Well, Skype is it's, it's Jew. Jew. Right, yeah. yeah. So niggery is Google. Jew or kike is Skype. Uh, Spick or a Mexican is Yahoo. I'm reading this. I'm not just saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to think of all the names for Mexicans off the top of my head. Uh, gook slash chink equals Bing. Uh, Muslim or Arab equals Skittle. I don't know why Skittle. I, I don't get that one either. Also, like you couldn't even come up with camel jockey or something. I mean, <laughs> no, that was based on uh, the Trump Jr.'s remarks, the the Skittle remarks from a oh, couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah, you're right. That's right. If you had he like four percent of the Skittles that would poison you, yeah, wasn't that it? Or these Skittles could kill you. Would you still <laughs> eat them or something like yeah. that? Would you still eat them all? <laughs> good catch, Chris. <laughs> Very good. Uh, gay, uh, gay men equals butterfly lesbian equals fish bucket tranny equals tranny equals durdens now is that a is that a uh i think it's a fight club reference yeah i think it is a tyler durden reference like a uh uh what's a split schizophrenic yeah yeah split yeah. uh no, yeah, you're right. Schizophrenic isn't the right word. That's uh, who's, yeah, who's a multiple Dur personality Durden? disorder or whatever they call it now. Uh, Tr uh, transsexuals. Right. All right. Or trans. Not? Okay. No, that, minute, yeah, trannies. Yes. Real quick, real quick. I just want to check something real quick. Uh huh. I don't know because I don't. I I just I don't. I, I know a few people who are transitioning, <laughs> and that's the way they put it. Is transsexual yes. and transvestite considered a slur now? Yes. It's yes. transgender. Yes. Okay, so Rocky Horror Picture Show is Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show is like Song of the South now. Yeah, that's hate speech. Can't do it anymore. Okay, <laughs> just check. Just check. Yeah. So, uh, 
I'm almost done with the list here. Liberals slash Democrats equals car salesmen. <laughs> Conservatives equal Reagans. Libertarians equals Aleppo. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. And alt-right equals Pepe. So this was allowing them to talk about all the normal things that they talk about. Which, in code. <laughs> right, it, it, but in code. But you, okay, to be fair, the, the, use of the, the use of the N-word on, on 4chan, I know a lot of... Yes, it is racist just to use that word. You know, people are, regardless of their, their race, people are calling each other and referring to themselves even as the n-word they're not necessarily going off on a rant about how we need to like kill black people or something like that and but on anyway. top of it just just to point out people who have never been to 4chan they refer to themselves 4chan is the is the site that hosts a bunch of different forums and each forum is like x is for um Ironically, if I'm if I'm correct, it's not for porn. It's for uh, supernatural type stuff. Maybe because well, of X everything. Files, but it, B is the random forum. Yeah, oh and yeah, so they, B's where all the worst shit ends up. Yes, and they call themselves proudly, by the way, B fags. Yeah, B fags or B tards. B tards, yes, B tards and B fags, yes. So or they'll call themselves like a, a old fag. I'm an old fag. Been here a while. That yeah, guy's a new fag. Yeah, he's a new fag. He needs to lurk more and all this shit. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just like, yes, there's just lots of horrible shit that you can find on there. You know, every once in a while I might peek at a gruesome gif or something like that and go, oh, I wish I didn't watch that. Um, usually it's just nonsense and sometimes it's just downright funny. Like the one that I... I uh, sent to you guys the other day. The guy was like, uh, just trimmed the, my butt hair myself. Had to like really like, I can't remember how he worded it. But he was like, had to really kind of maneuver uh, awkwardly to get to it. Ask me anything. <laughs> I like just posing that as like, hey, I just trimmed my own butt hair. Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> one response was the guy was like at t- with a 10-year t-bills at an all-time low where should i move my money <laughs> <laughs> like where else are you gonna see that shit on the internet yeah that is like it seems to be a, a good uh dichotomy of reddit yeah right there or of uh fortune pardon me <laughs> but i've also read about there's been posts lately about how 4chan People will pose like, let's get one good, uh, you know, let's get one good big tit post before 4chan closes. And I actually looked into it, and let's see. Uh, basically, there's been some stories about how 4chan's not making any money. They're losing money on this site. And uh, it's mostly due to ad blockers. Ad blockers are, are killing 4chan. Which, so it might not even be a problem anymore. Like, like there won't be... Uh, that's a funny thing is like... I, th- I think people believe like, oh, this is, this is horrible. Why do we let this happen? Why can't we just close down 4chan and Reddit? Well, because these are 
people, right? <laughs> and they're just going to go somewhere else yeah, and talk about the same they'll shit. They'll find a new place to right. congregate. It just won't be so centralized, is what it is. It'll take it'll take it'll take a little bit of time, but eventually another another site will will take over. And then that one will have, you know, it'll, run, it'll live its lifespan and die off, right. and then another one will take over. Whereas Reddit is different. You, you can find a lot of fucked up shit on Reddit, but it is more heavily moderated. And even, well, let's see. Here it was. There was a No Man's Sky, which is a, a video game. And oh, yeah. There was oh, a... Yeah. Uh, their page was there. There was a page devoted to the No Man's Sky video game that was pulled down by the moderator recently because I want the uh, the exact quote here because it was a hate filled waste hole. <laughs> I mean, this is just <laughs> like No Man's Sky is not even like it's not, it doesn't even seem like it's a violent video game. You know, it's not like this is Grand Theft Auto and people are posting a bunch of fucked up shit on there. It's just anything. It doesn't matter what the conversation is. It always goes straight to the bottom every single time. Well, do you it's like, I think this most- is the greatest vi- video game ever. And the response is, fuck your mother. I mean, but do you understand what <laughs> most, most, of the, uh, most of the anger about that game is? It's not the game itself. It's the promises that were made, and the, for things that were going to be in the game, and they're not in the game. I mean, basically, they released a game that you maybe an indie game you maybe would have paid twenty dollars for and been like okay with. Instead, they released it as a triple A title for sixty bucks, and most of the gameplay features that they promised were going to be there and they said we're going to be there and they advertised we're going to be in it aren't to the point where there's there's actually i cannot remember what country it is it's over in europe but there's a country who's looking into prosecuting the game developer because for false for basically false advertisement like you can't if, if if you run Ford and you promise that this, the new Ford, whatever is going to do all these things and it comes out and it does none of them. You can, you can be, you know, sued for that. Apparently video games in the United States, we're not to that point quite yet, but over in other countries, they are, they do hold them to the same standard. Right. So that's what a lot of the, the backlash is. And then you add on top of that, what you described, all the people who just come in and go, Fuck your mother, you're a load that should have been swallowed. The game sucks. No, it's best game ever, blah, blah, blah. I own the fucking game. It's an entertaining game, but it wasn't worth $60. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And live and learn. You know what I'm saying? I, I bought into the hype. I'm not going to go on Reddit or you know Tumblr and, and throw a shit fit about it. But from this game developer, definitely you're going to have to prove to me that you, what you say is going to be in the game is going to be in the game next time. I'm not going to take you at your word for it. You know, so that's what that, that's kind of, there's, there's a little bit more layers to it than just people getting on there and just shitting on something just to do so. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, in, in, in my mind, it's a legit reason to be upset with the developer and Hey, Chris, Aaron, you two say it all the time. <clears throat> if you don't like something, how do you how do you how do you handle it? You vote with your your dollar. 
don't buy their next product. Right. They'll learn their lesson, you know? Well, hey, as long as we're talking about technology then, um, did you guys <laughs> see the... I bet, Chris, I bet, you're, I bet you're kicking yourself for buying that new iPhone now that you saw the Pixel, right? No, I don't even know what the Pixel <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> because, have you seen the Pixel, Rich? The, mm-hmm. the new Google phone? No. Oh, you haven't? Just look, look, up, look up a picture real quick. Hey, did so you Google, hear that? Uh... Google Pixel? Yeah, the Pixel phone. It's co- the official name of it is Pixel Phone by Google. Hey, did you hear that a uh, supposedly replaced galaxy exploded on a plane? Hold on a second. I'm getting there. Oh, gotcha. Can we talk about the Pixel phone first? Okay, if you can get past the hardware design, which we'll politely call an acquired taste, are shaping up to you two of the hottest smartphones this year, Google unveiled, blah, blah, blah. It literally looks like they took an Android, like the top half of an Android and the bottom half of an iPhone and just sandwiched them together. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I see that. I'm like, okay. And supposedly here's the 10 best features, the design, the Google Assistant, the photography (laughs) experience, the smart storage. Uh, It's certainly nothing revolutionary. A 15-minute charge can give you as much as seven hours of power, live customer care virtual reality, and Android updates. You know, the faster your battery charges, the less of an overall lifespan it's going to have. That's just the reality of how batteries work. So this, I need a super fast charge time, I guess that works if you're trading in your phone every six months. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, li- the lifetime of phones has dramatically, especially cell phones, has dramatically decreased in the last four or five years. I mean, I held on to one for three years and people looked at me like I was walking around with a CD book under my arm. Right. Oh, I, you know, uh, I actually heard or read a story about how in the UK they're considering passing a, uh, a tax break for uh, repair places in order to encourage people to get their items repaired rather than just throw them away and go buy a new one which I thought was an interesting concept. But, um, but yeah, the, the Pixel phone, it, it really, I mean, if you just covered up the top half of it and then squinted, you would think you were looking at the back of an uh, iPhone 6. Yeah. It, it even has that little like separating line right near the bottom. And Google is doing something that went away about five years ago. With this, they're doing a. Uh, they have an exclusive deal with Verizon. Is the company starting right. a deal with Verizon, which will be the only wireless carrier that will sell the phone in the U.S. Subscribers of other carriers will have to purchase the phone unlocked directly from Google or from one of its retail partners. Right, and, and they're not cheap. Part of Google's deal with Verizon falls letting the carrier ruin two. Well, that's what it says in this article. It's their opinion. Two of the best things about Google's new phones. Uh, it's going to run a version of Android that is untouched by other smartphone vendors and carriers. It's going to have instant access to Google's Android operating system updates the moment that they are released, unless you have a Google Pixel or Pixel XL from Verizon. In that case, software updates will be managed by Verizon 
and it will yeah. also be bloatware that comes pre-installed on your phone. Wow. To, should they just throw this phone in the trash right now, or are they going to uh, wait two They or described three every Android. And yeah. you might even say, I mean, I know you can't really say, call the apps that come with your iPhone bloatware because they're all designed by Apple to work with your phone, but there's a lot of shit that I wouldn't use on there, and I wish that I could just erase. Oh, at iOS 10, you can finally delete those motherfuckers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't used the stock apps for the stock app for like eight years. I can finally delete it. So, yeah, it does seem strange to go from what the the last Google phone was Nexus, and they didn't make that one, and it didn't really catch on because, I mean, it was basically to compete with all the hundred dollar smartphones that you know the majority of people buy, honestly. I don't know. I guess uh, I, iPhone still has like a, a huge market share. Google, it's but, okay. You don't have to make the smartphone. You just make the content that populates all of them. Right. But so I this mean, is even like a, a, Siri. I use Google all the fucking time. I the, use Google uh, for everything. The Google phone is starts at six hundred and fifty dollars just to to buy an unlocked one, and to. <laughs> To pay that kind of money for a phone and not even have the the fashion statement of I know it sounds kind of ridiculous i don't I don't necessarily think of it that way, but a lot of people are especially when they're spending six hundred dollars plus on a phone, they want to show off the fact that they have a six hundred dollar plus phone, and so they're going to buy the biggest uh you know Samsung or iPhone or whatever, but they have a Google logo on it. That doesn't add anything. So basically, what we're <clears throat> the conclusion we've come to is this going to do about as well as the Windows Phone? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. That's my prediction. Hey, but I bet you could take this one on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> still the best feature of my iPhone Seven. I can leave it on during the flight. Yeah, that's. This story with Samsung keeps getting more and more interesting because now... How is their CEO not leaping out of a window at this point? (laughs) He is Japanese. It's on the table. This... uh, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying I heard that uh, University of Michigan is looking into him to be their next athletic director, so... Hey-oh. Sounds of the Sporty Podcast available Thursdays. <laughs> we'll get that joke. The um, the phone that blew up recently. What, what the greatest part of the story is that this was a replacement phone. When this whole thing started with the Samsungs, the the Galaxy Note sevens, everyone was complaining about how well not only are they blowing up, but they're not we're not even being offered a replacement for this phone. Um, some people were being offered the previous version of the phone, and hey, here's the phone now that they are actually back. getting some replacement phones out there, they're still fucking blowing up. How do you send out? And this one was powered a off. A new phone. How this one was powered off. Yeah. How do you send out a new phone and it blows up like the old one? I I don't know what's going on there. Uh, my guess, they replaced the old phone with the same thing. I'll just send them another one. Yeah. 
or they really didn't do their homework and they're just fucked. <laughs> now they're sitting on two batches of shitty batteries. Plus, they had to uh, pay $120 million to Apple. Samsung does. This whole There's been a, a long-standing case that's gone back and forth. Uh, it was ruled in favor of Apple the first time around, then was overturned, and then it was overturned again. And this is all is based on technology of... Um, well, the the whole uh, one of the biggest features that this lawsuit is is based on is the swipe to unlock feature for the iPhone, and that doesn't even exist anymore. Right. So Samsung was saying that they invented the swipe to unlock technology because before they ever made a phone, they had an air conditioning unit that had a touch screen on it that you basically had a, like a little uh what a little like rocker switch represented on the touch screen so you would like swipe your finger over it to turn it on or off so they're saying that you know they actually own the patent for that technology and that oh, apple it, owes it, them money it sounds sounds a little shady to me it sounds like the dude who uh <laughs> the guy who said he invented podcasts by putting things on cassettes it does yeah <laughs> It, it does sound like they're they're patent trolling a little bit there. Yeah. And if you really want to get, couldn't the, couldn't the person who invented the light switch come after Apple? Hey, uh, uh, right. uh, <laughs> moving your finger over something to turn it on. Uh, that's our idea. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, Ben Franklin comes back from the dead and sues everyone because all these devices use electricity. <laughs> Man, just not. He's Rich, like, you're like, I didn't bring Alexander Graham Bell back with me. Did we? Yeah, I think we talked about it on, on the last one. Uh, was it this one or the Weedsman? The exploding washing machines from Samsung? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. another yeah. one. Yeah. They had the. Did we talk about it on Unregimented? Where the, the, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah the okay. pieces were actually flying out of it. Uh, you know, the only thing I can really, because I, the whole self new, ooh, the newest, hottest cell phone thing, it's just something I've never got into. The only thing I can really compare this to is when the 360 come out and they kept red ringing yeah. and dying. And Microsoft actually had to replace, well, I think it was ultimately around like 65% of the yeah, it was huge. 360 sold. And I bought my first 360. It went red ring. I got my new one. The warranty restarted on the new one. Plus, they gave me a two-year extended warranty. Two and a half years out, that red ringed. I got a new one from them. I basically ended up getting like four of them bitches from them right. for the price of one. And I was just like, how the, f- how the fuck do you stay in business? Now, I have to say this. If it had not red ringed and it had blown the fuck up, I'd have switched over to PlayStation. That'd have been the end. So, <laughs> yeah, if it would have exploded and took out your TV with it, that would have been I'd a been different like, issue. That's it. Fuck Bill Gates. I don't care if, if the new Star right. Wars game is Xbox exclusive. I'm getting a PS3. Do <laughs> you think that guy, after his second exploding Samsung, you think he bought an iPhone? <laughs> he bought a Google Pixel. <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> Not fucking likely. <laughs> Sad. I don't know. You know, as much as 
If I had two iPhones that exploded on me, I'd stop buying iPhones. Just saying. Yeah, I. Hey, right Rich. With, yeah. You want to talk about the X Men? Uh, yeah. In, you had thrown up the, the story about how well. There's been a lot of talk about what Marvel's doing with the X Men. Oh, Marvel, yeah. Disney, Fox, and the X. Uh, yeah. The the killing yeah. off of the X Men supposedly. This was actually, um, you know what? I thought I had this story bookmarked, but I didn't. That's all right. I know all this shit anyway. the The, the big controversy is that right it, right around the same time where Marvel starts actually getting its shit together with its movies, they start wanting the licenses licensing back for the characters that they sold off during their down period in the nineties when they were just, just trying to stay afloat as a company. And that's what happened. I mean, Marvel almost folded in on itself and part of, uh, part of their strategy to survive was to sell the movie rights to certain groups of characters, the fantastic four, and 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 related characters, the X Men and related characters, Blade, Spider Man. I gotta watch Blade two again. Um, but also the irony in this, before we go into it, is yeah, pretty much one of the main reasons Marvel stayed afloat through the nineties yes. was due to the X Men, because anything that right. anything that had X, and then a dash, and then. Some, whether it be Factor or Force or whatever the fuck, sold like hotcakes in the yes. 90s. Yeah, it was it was the only property that they had that could still consistently sell well. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny how, how much uh, Iron Man is central to the Marvel Universe now, where he was old news in the 90s. Nobody was reading oh, yeah. that shit. Nobody was reading old-ass Captain America. Fuck that guy. You know, uh, nobody was reading the Hulk anymore. The X-Men was the only, and the related books were the only ones that were consistently selling throughout the 90s. And that does kind of feed into the paranoia now of what Marvel's doing with with the X-Men universe. Because um, they've transitioned to where they had like, you know, 10 or 12 books different titles being published each month that were all related to uh, mutants, you know, in the X-Men mutants universe. Whereas now there's much less, but you know, that's fine because there were way too many books in the first place. We didn't need all these different versions of X this and X that. And a, a lot of the shit, I mean, I've, I've read some of the sixties, a major chunk of the 70s, almost all of the 80s when it comes to X-Men and New Mutants and X-Factor and all that. Um, The 90s? No, I can't. I can't even go back and read it now. It's painful how ridiculous the art is. And it was also in that that transitionary period where they started to play with new technology and new ways of playing with colors and blurring images to make people look like they're going fast. So there's a, there's a lot of negative things that could be said about the X-Men books in the 90s in general. But then to see 
the the actual qua- uh, the quantity of books drop off. If you just looked at numbers, you'd say, well, obviously Marvel isn't interested in in pushing X Men as a property, and it's probably also related to what else was going on in the '90s, the selling off of the rights to the 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 X Men in the uh, in the movies. Well, definitely, and when <clears throat> Disney bought Marvel. I mean that was that was it right there. Disney was going to okay, this is going to be a tentpole franchise. Yeah, we can't. We don't have the X Men. We don't have Fantastic Four. We don't have Spider Man. Right. Blade's pretty much ran his course after yeah. Blade Three. I don't think there's unless there's a well, they tried a, re- a, a a soft reboot with the television series for a little bit, but that really didn't do much. No. Um. So I mean, you know, you, those are major players in the Marvel universe. And they don't have the rights to them. So, of course, they start pushing the Avengers, who, well, that makes sense. And then here come Guardians of the Galaxy. And even I was like, what the fuck, Guardians of the Rocket right. Raccoon? I mean, the dude who had a four-issue limited edition or limited <laughs> yeah. series in the 80s right. that, I, that I bought for, like, 50% off cover price when it was brand new. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you bought know? it in the dollar bin. <laughs> I think I think literally random. comics were going for sixty five cents at that point, and I bought it for like twenty five cents. I I bought all four for a dollar. That's with the bag and the backboard, so that, that should tell you <laughs> how well, how poorly that sold. But now tying into it, recently, more recently, I should say, we've seen the X Men movies have more success and be a little bit better quality. Uh, Days of Future Past is probably my favorite X-Men film out of any of them, just judging it based on the quality of the movie making in general. Yeah, I, the, I, the the original totally trilogy is really shaky. Like I was super excited to see that first movie because I wanted to see some live action mutants and it really didn't matter for me in 2000 how good or bad that movie was. I was going to love it because I just loved the fuck out of the X-Men for so long, and I've been waiting to see this. But by the time you get to X3, it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Well, they they completely shit the bed on the one thing that they couldn't afford to shit the bed on, that was the Phoenix Saga. They fucked that completely oh up. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, that could have like been an afterthought. A- like, oh, we forgot to write the Phoenix Saga into the song. Well, I mean, they had the tease at the end of X2. Right. And then X3 was like, what the fuck is going on here? And, I mean, then you just, yeah. The the, the Wolverine movies, that was ugh, that was rough. Especially that first one oh, with, the, with, Dead, with Deadpool. Yeah. I used air quotes on that one. Yes. And they show his mouth shut, and that's what he's known for, is talking shit all the time, and they literally show his mouth shut. Uh, Did they think they were being funny? I I just don't get that. Dude, I, this is, this is from everything I've read, Ryan Reynolds, that was, like, that's his favorite comic book character ever. And oh, he, yeah. he, he agreed to whatever just to be in that movie. But I don't know if a lot of people know this. Once... He, they reintroduce him in the second part of the movie and his mouth sewn shut. That's no longer Ryan Reynolds. That's another actor. Yeah. He didn't even, he was like, you're taking away his mouth. That's his fucking tagline. The Merc with a mouth. Right. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? I will go make my own Deadpool movie. And 
11 years later, he did. Right. Or 10 years later, whatever it was. Um, right. So, so we see the, the Disney acquisition of Marvel and the heavy promotion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the uh, obvious uh, desire for them to build this as a universe the same way that Marvel was built as a universe. Um, the crossovers and having people like guest star in, in each other's comic books was something that Marvel was doing since almost day one. Yeah. You know, in that first year when, uh, first couple of years where Fantastic Four and then the X-Men and uh, Hulk and the, uh, the Avengers then, all these teams were, were in the 60s, in the early 60s, they were all crossing over with each other back then and building this complete universe. You didn't, they didn't want you to just read Fantastic Four. They wanted you to read all that shit. And it's the same way. They don't want you to just go see the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They want to put shit in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie that makes you see the next movie and the next movie and keep going. It makes perfect sense, and it's what has made Marvel successful over the years. So this want to bring everybody, all these uh, orphaned properties back into the main tent, bring the X-Men back in, Spider-Man back in, the Fantastic Four back in, and yet be unsuccessful because of their own success, right? Because Iron Man was such a great success as a movie, now... Sony's putting more money into Spider-Man movies and and uh, and Fox is putting more money into Fantastic Four movies. And they're still not getting them right, but they're still making money off of them too. Maybe not the Fantastic Four. But, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the black sheep of the bunch. Right. Well, I want to get back to the Fantastic Four, but to continue with the X-Men. So... Now you you take what happens in the in the movies, and you look at what's currently happening in the comic books. And the current line in the comic books is, uh, the X Men are kind of exiled, really, which I mean they've always been. That is their story. They are the others. They are the people who the freaks, the people who don't belong, who hide from normal society. So, but but the the whole reason for them uh, actually not well. If you want to read it, I won't give anything away. But they're not really living on the planet. They're not out in space, kind of in their own realm, because the the Terrigen Mist, which is this thing that that transforms regular people into an inhumans, is also and has been spreading across the globe, creating new inhumans. <coughs> is also poisonous to mutants. Yeah, exactly. And now we're getting to where it's actually starting uh, this last week, the crossover between the X-Men and the New Mutants. There's a big battle uh, that's going to happen. Well, actually, I don't think that one's not starting for another couple months. But the the Death of X storyline, is uh, it's going to be... A short story that basically tells what went down between the mutants and the Inhumans that ended up in Scott Summers' recent death in the comic books. So you also have, again, a lot fewer books than you did in the 90s and in the 2000s. 
you have just a few core books of the X-Men, the all-new X-Men, and really everyone else. There's a few characters that have solo books. Maybe a third of the output is what happened in the past. So on paper, yeah, it does look like Marvel wants the rights back to X-Men. They can't get them, so they'd rather just erase them from the universe. I don't think it's erasing them from the universe. I think it's killing them off in comic book style. I think they're trying right. to... I, well, yeah. I, I remember we talked about this in one of, the, like, one of the very first episodes I was on, and we talked about it almost in like conspiracy theory terms about is Disney trying to kill off the X-Men to make the brand worth so little that Fox will end up just going right. either we'll, we'll, we'll share the rights or we'll give, or we'll sell you back the rights. I don't even think it's a conspiracy anymore. I think that's pretty much a fact at this point. Disney's pretty much saying, I mean, even in, in agents of shield, they don't refer to mutants as mutants. They refer to them as something else. I can't remember what, well, no, they don't, there's no mutants in that universe. They can't even say mutant. That's why they promoted the inhumans to the status that they are now in the Marvel Universe because that's what will take the place of where, of where you would normally put a mutant. You know, we need somebody with a freaky power in this show. So, you know, uh, for most of your tertiary characters, you don't need this big origin story like the Hulk. He was a scientist and he got gamma radiated and blah, blah, blah. You know, you just need to go, we need somebody who can shoot laser beams out of their eyes. Okay, this guy was born with that power because he's a mutant. Well, we can't say mutant anymore. Okay, he was born with this power because he's inhuman. All right, moving on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just one for one. They're just saying everything that we used to call a mutant, we're now calling inhuman. But it also doesn't mean that the the mutants are going away. It's like I said, there's two major crossovers that are happening at the end of this year that involve the mutants. Um, The book's still sell reasonably well for uh, uh, compared to... I mean, Spider-Man's still the big seller for Marvel at this time, but the X-Men books are up there. Well, if it's if Marvel's smart, what they'll do is they'll put... They'll, they'll marginalize mutants in the X-Men to, a, to like put them in a corner somewhere to where they can always pull them out later if they do get the rights back or right. if something changes down the line. It's just, do you think Disney is has the foresight to do that? Or do you think that they're just... I mean, it, it, Disney and yes. Fox do not have a good re- working relationship. No, no, no. Be, as but far that's as the studios. What, but that's what Disney does. Disney doesn't give a fuck. Disney's the company who would take Bambi off the market for 10 years and put it in a quote-unquote vault so that they could re-release it and everybody buy the fuck out of it. Disney's the company that made, remade the Jungle Book and had so much success with it that they're now making live-action versions of Beauty and the Beast and every other goddamn animated movie that they've made in the last 50 years. They have no problem reaching back and recycling old material. That's pretty much what they're known for. Yeah, but at the same time, with Marvel, Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe has created a film universe that it's not 100% true to the comic book, but it's a lot closer to the comic book. Yes. Whereas the X-Men timeline and universe is so fucked up. I mean, if you've, if you've seen a Deadpool movie, he even breaks the fourth wall and he's like, oh, you're taking me to meet the professor? 
which one, McAvoy or Pat or Stewart? I can't right. keep it straight. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> these movies are so well. The problem is, is that Marvel said, "Okay, we're going to do these movies, and what we want to do is put what we put on the page on the screen." And you know, uh, Fox looked at the X Men and said, "Okay, this is great because we already know people love this." Now, how can we change this to make it appropriate for a movie? And so they said, okay, we can't have spandex. Let's put everybody in black leather instead. You know, we, they have to, they tried to ground these heroes so that they would be more relatable. When it, what they didn't realize is that when we want to see a movie where we can relate to somebody, that's when we go to the indie house, right? I came here to see somebody wear spandex and blow the, some fucking shit up. So let's get to it already. Well, they even tried the I can't remember who directed the uh the Wolverine. Uh the one where they kind of borrow from the Frank Miller Chris Claremont limited series. Yeah, um, the the one where he goes to Japan. Yeah. Yes. Uh but he he actually filmed an ending that the studio said no you got to take that out for a post post credit scene where uh the, the 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 female lead in the movie gives him you know a, a suitcase and he opens it up and there's the yellow and blue wolverine suit right and then they cut away you know they just do a slam cut to the you know the you know the end whatever and the studio was like no take that out and it's like you don't that's where fox doesn't get it and that's as much as i'm i'm not a big fan of disney i, I just have to say um, yeah, neither am I. You know, no need Generally. to go into the <laughs> ton of reasons, but it's just as much as I have some beef with what Disney's done with, you know, Marvel definitely with some of the Star Wars stuff. I still would rather them handle the X Men than Fox at this point because Fox has proved mm -hmm. completely. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I thought I had it muted. Don't know why that was <laughs> even playing. I apologize. But I mean. Like I heard about the new the new Wolverine movie coming out. They're just calling it Logan. It's got an R rating. Yeah, I know that. The rumor is it's borrowing heavily from the old man Logan. Yes, storyline. But at the same time, it's Which like it's a storyline where Logan kills all of his friends in a dark future uh, that where the world is ruled by a whole clan of Hulks. Which you know that's gonna none of that's gonna be in there. None of that's gonna be in. There. Well, we can't have Hulk in there. Yeah, Hulk's got to be in the Thor movie. And may, I mean, you know, maybe they'll have something like where he went nuts and killed a couple. You know, well, well, listen to this. I actually have. There's a photo taken of the first page of the of the script, and I'll just read you from the first paragraph. Uh, it says here, wait. They cropped off the top of it. But basically, Logan walks in, uh, gets shot up by a bunch of guys, slowly gets to his feet and says, first words out of his mouth, fuck. <laughs> and then it says, uh, uh, there's a note there, now might be a good time to talk about the fights described in the next 100 or so pages. Basically, if you're on... If you're on the make for a hyper-choreographed, gravity-defying, city-block-destroying CG fuckathon, this ain't your movie. 
in this flick, this is the writer of the movie, in this flick, people will get hurt or killed when shit falls on them. They will get just as hurt or just as killed if they get hit with something big and heavy, like, say, a car. Should anyone in our story have the misfortune to fall off a roof or out a window, they won't bounce. They will die. And then he, oh, he also says, as for our hero, he's older now, and it's clear his abilities aren't what they once were. He's fading on the inside, and his diminished healing factor keeps him in a constant state of chronic pain. Well, it's it's been not a very well kept secret. This is the last movie. Yes, for... this is Hugh Ackman's last Wolverine movie. Yes, um, which at that point. I mean, is Fox going to just write off Wolverine? No. You know they're going to recast him, and it's going to be a soft reboot and all that good shit. Um, I hope they so do they, X-23 and put her in the Wolverine suit. They I do, hope she gets to wear the uh, blue and yellow that uh, Ackman never did. Who who did you say put in the Wolverine suit? I said Ackman. You know, his name, no, Huge no. Ackman. No, I thought you said put her in the Wolverine Oh, yeah, suit. X-23, the clone. Yeah, yeah. His, we we yeah, might okay. see X-23 in this movie. Which, I mean, that would... Hey, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down for something like that. Take it in a new direction, but at the same time... <laughs> it's kind of too late also. I, like, I you, you finally it. got your shit together on the last movie he decides to do? Yeah, and Fox is... They saw what happened with Deadpool... And they're wanting to cash in on that. That's how come they're making Wolverine a hard R. Right. Um, That's the, the that, now, if this sucks, it's going to be because all the violence and profanity that was put in just to get the R rating that doesn't actually add to anyone's character and move the plot along. Exactly. And the, Fox now thinks, okay, if worse comes to worse, we can always reboot the Wolverine storyline somehow, fit it in, because we've rebooted the timeline with with first class and days of future past. And we also have our tent pole because we have Deadpool. And as long as Ryan Reynolds wants to do it, they know they have it. I mean, they're already talking about who's going to, you know, the cast for cable and all that shit. So, I mean, they're obviously going ahead with a sequel. That's not even up for debate. So, I mean, what it comes down to is can Fox and Disney in the future get along and try to do something mutually beneficial not only for the fans but for their own pocketbooks and do what they did with Spider-Man and let him have an appearance in the Marvel Universe. Can they do that with the X-Men? Or is it too far gone? Because yeah, what are you going to do? That's you tough. You, I don't you, know you how you... You have to reboot the entire... I mean, first of all, forget making an X-Men Origins movie if they join the Marvel Universe. That's beaten to the ground. We already know what the fuck is going on, why they're all there. Mm-hmm. So, so they're going to have to take the Fox universe and just fucking scrap it. Well, you know, this is, it's funny because as much of a rivalry as we think of between DC and Marvel uh, that has existed for decades, they've on multiple occasions managed to pull their heads out of their asses enough to realize that people would really love to see a crossover. And they've mm-hmm. done multiple, there's been um, Justice League versus Avengers, there's been all those crazy amalgam comics where let's imagine if uh, Wolverine uh, Logan was Batman, you know, or they take two, uh, one 
character from each property and kind of mix them into one. And even in more uh, currently, DC's been doing that with other comic book companies like Dynamite and uh, shit. I think it's IDW that owns the rights to Star Trek. So there was a Green Lantern Star Trek crossover. Like, and people eat that shit up. It would be so simple to just go X-Men versus Avengers movie. Doesn't need to know the rights have to be transferred and everything. Just take your characters that you have in your Fox movie and take your characters you have in your Marvel movie and make them fight. And people and, will come out in droves to see that shit. And there are comic books that you could pull that were X-Men versus yeah, Avengers. There was times. X-Men versus Fantastic Four. And you yeah. could... All the, all the main well, that characters... that was actually really good. Still, yeah, to, to, to save Shadowcat and all that shit. Yeah. All, the main, all the main characters are there. Yeah. To pull from to from that story and be fairly true to the to the source material, right? And not leave people who aren't comic book nerds going scratching their head, going, "I don't understand what the fuck, huh?" So, right. I, but, I, but that's, that, that video I sent you. One of the things he went into is basically the the guy who created that video, who's talking about what we're talking about right now, is he said that there's such animosity between. Disney and Fox, that that is the main sticking point in all this. And so that Sony owns Spider-Man, so that's how come they basically yeah. loaned the rights to, to Disney slash Marvel. And he just doesn't think that they can put the, the shit aside and go, okay, well, let's do the same thing with the X-Men and the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But so, is Marvel killing off the X-Men in the Marvel Universe in the comic books? I mean, Without a doubt, I would say that they're at least killing them in the comic book way to where uh, later on down the road they can bring them back. They've killed Wolverine. They've killed Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things, one of the things in that video that he points out is that one of the most powerful mutants on the planet is Storm. She controls the weather. There's a cloud that's, that's killing mutants. Push it out to the fucking sea. Right. There's easy solutions for this. Yeah, definitely. Exa- exactly. He, he's like, you know, at some point, at a certain point, they're starting to insult their own reader's intelligence right. with characters but, that they've established for fucking 40, 50 years. But God damn it. The X-Men are their best when they're on the run. That fucking late 80s run where uh, Mark Silverstree came on. Mm-hmm. And the X-Men were basically killed and kind of, uh, not reborn, but in a way, they were, as far as anyone else knew, they were dead and gone. And they, and they lived out in the outback in Australia and teleported all over the place. That is like one of my favorites. And they're always at their best when everyone else hates them. That is what drives the X-Men. So, and just to look at it from a business perspective, to imagine the pressure that, that the people who work uh, that doing these comic books have from, I mean, they're making a couple million, you know, individually thousands of dollars on these characters doing these comic books. And these other people over here in the separate division are making billions of dollars off these movies. So it's no fucking contest. Who's more important, who has the bigger balls in this conversation. They go, Hey, we need, uh, you know, next year we're coming out with guardians of galaxy two. So what are the reboots for, uh, that are coming up in the next couple of months? And this is all real. Uh, every guardians of the galaxy 
character gets their own their own run. So not only are we going to have two different Guardians of the Galaxy comic books as them as a team, but we're going to have a Star-Lord and a Gamera and a Groot and a Rocket and a Drex and probably somebody else too. It, they all, Each one of them is getting their own comic book. This is exactly what they were doing with the X-Men in the 90s. <laughs> you know, There's just too fucking many of them. But to have that edict of... We need these. We need uh, two different Doctor Strange uh, comics co- uh, coming out. Even though he hasn't had a successful run on his own comic book for three decades, uh, we now need to have two Doctor Strange books where he is the main character in them because we are coming out with the movie at the end of the year. Now, after you get all that shit done, does X Men get the short shrift? Yeah, probably. But. How could it, how could it be any other way when you now have people making billions of dollars off these other properties? How could it be a contest in any business? Well, not the only real that, problem here growing is up, growing up. Would you ever think that Power Man and Iron Fist would be in the general, yeah, not comic book readers' consciousness? Well, you know what's I funny mean, is that like now. When I was a kid reading X-Men, I could give a fuck about Fantastic Four. I have since read quite a lot of Fantastic Four and fallen in love with them and been heartbroken over, especially this last movie, about how poor quality it was. And I was really rooting for it. And to see, like, it puzzles me that everyone's wondering about whether Marvel has has or has not or is planning to or is not planning to kill off the X-Men when they've already gotten rid of the Fantastic Four. They're gone. This is the first comic book that Marvel published. Well, I shouldn't say that. First superhero comic book that Marvel published. This is what started all of it. Before the X-Men, before the Avengers, before any of these teams, before the Hulk, it was the Fantastic Four. And it really saddens me that I don't have that Marvel has a a, a t- really good team of writers, and none of them are working on any Fantastic Four characters right now. Well, wait a minute! Didn't the thing go and join Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, and... that book sucks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and 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 Human Torches with the Inhumans, which makes sense because that's where the Inhumans came from. Is originally the uh, Fantastic Four books. And that was, uh, God, it went on forever that uh, Johnny Storm was in love with Crystal from the Inhumans. But I think she ended up marrying somebody else. She married Quicksilver, that's what it was, and broke his heart. So, yeah, that makes sense. But where's Reed Richards and Sue Storm? I just don't think the Marvel Universe is the same without them. And the reason is because the Fantastic Four ultimately, more than any other superhero comic book that I've read, uh, it's a, a story about family. And the way that, uh, you know, the, both the family that you're born with and the family that you find later in life will accept you for what you are, regardless of how much of a freak you might be. You know, it's kind of the opposite of the X-Men story. The X-Men is, I'm a freak and no one's ever going to love me and I'm going to be on the run for the rest of my life. 
And the Fantastic Four is, I'm a freak. Thank God I found this community of freaks that I can feel accepted with. And another thing that was unique to the Fantastic Four is that there were, their identities weren't secret. Yeah. It's, and that allowed them to be a common thread through almost every other right. group or, or character in the Marvel Universe, especially since they said Marvel decided to go the route of setting it in, you know, New York City, in a, in a real city. And so they had, you know, you had Fantastic Four interacting with Spider-Man in his first in issue number one of Amazing Spider-Man. You had Fantastic Four trying to help the X-Men with Kitty Pride. You had Daredevil and, and you know, She-Hulk and, uh, the, you know, the Hulk and the, him trying to, Reed Richards trying to help the Hulk. All this shit. And I, I guess I never really thought about it, like you said, but yeah, it, that's that's like it's like killing off the king, you know, like the 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 yeah. the head of the family by by getting rid of him. And I didn't realize until recently that they had actually ended Fantastic Four on a very f- final note, like boom, here is a definitive ending to the series mm-hmm. and to their story as the Fantastic Four. Characters will still be around, kind of, but their run as a as a group is done. So, I, yeah, I don't. I don't I'm sure we will see another Fantastic Four book. There's no doubt about that. They can't go away forever. Nothing stays. Sometimes things stay dead for decades in the Marvel universe and come back. Guardians of the Galaxy being one of them. Yes. You know, uh, the Inhumans, where the fuck were they except for, you know, a couple, maybe passing mentions here and there for a couple decades. You know, honestly, I, no, maybe not. Shoot. I'm trying to think, but it's a real tight race between who appeared first in the Marvel, in Marvel comics, mutants or Inhumans. I mean, it might have been within a year of each other. If X-Men got out there first, it wasn't by much. I would have to go dig in my trade paperbacks of all those old 60s ones to see exactly when it happened. But I'm telling it, you, that's it, why the, uh, the Marvel app, the uh, shit, uh, Marvel Unlimited, it's worth the $10 a month because I've read so many back issues going all the way back to the 60s on that app. I've I've honestly thought about doing it, but I just don't. I, can you? I, I have I have a couple technological issues because I don't have anything to read it on. I'm like, yeah. Do I really want to sit at a computer and read all this shit? <laughs> no, yeah. You need an iPad or something, some similar device. But I mean, ultimately, here what it comes down to, and what bums me out as a comic book fan, first and foremost, and I understand that, especially now, we're regulated way down the totem pole, and as far as how who they're trying to please with with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the X Men Universe and the you know Cinematic Universe, but I'm just sad that we're losing characters that have been around forever that are really, and I don't mean to, it's going to come off as I guess pretentious, but I kind of feel this way. Comic books are like American mythology. Comic book heroes are American mythology. Yes, absolutely, and we're. We're, we're seeing characters being written off or killed off simply because of financial reasons. Nothing to do to advance, not, not to advance a story, not for creative reasons, but because, well, 
we can't make as much money as we want to make on them, so we're going to get rid of them. And that's what's that's what is it fucks my head up. And that's one right. of the reasons I don't read comic books these days is because when it was a when it was a small world and you had to go to your to your little comic book shop and and hang out with the weird guys every week to get your comic books and talk mm-hmm. for an hour or two it was it was something special now it's everybody i mean there's there's you know mm-hmm. there's i mean there's always been iron man underwear and shit but i mean you have kids who've never picked up a comic book who oh i love the avengers well, yeah and i think uh in a story that I had read, read recently, and I wish I could remember the actual number, but it was a single-digit percentage of people who had attended the recent New York City Comic Con that were actual readers of comic books. It, exactly. I mean, I think it was like 4% or something. You know, and it's, and it's even more personal for me, and this is, you know, whatever, some dork shit, but it's the truth. My I, I my dad collected comic books. Yeah, I mean, my dad had like Spider Man number four, you know, uh, shit from back then, and through him, I learned to appreciate him and and fell in love with him, and so there's that connection to him there, and you know, my dad's been dead for going on fifteen years, and like I just. You know, sometimes I'll go, I'll pick up the old comic books that, you know, were his and I'll just, you know, go through them. And there's an emotional connection there. As stupid as that might sound to someone who doesn't get it, well, if you get it, you know where I'm coming from. Right. And just like I said, just to have this, these characters that I grew up with, that my dad grew up with, my uncle grew up with, yes, just be written off for monetary reasons. I just, it doesn't sit well with me, but I understand that's the price you pay when you, when you, it's ultimately comic books are commerce. They're there to make money. It's not a charity. It's not to make the the the, the fanboys happy. Yeah. It's to put well, money in the pockets of the people creating them. You know, I think of comic books to me are like jazz. I know a lot of things get compared to jazz, but hear me out, because jazz is like the one one true form of music that was invented in America. And even though we know that it had influence that came from all over the world, and jazz didn't just mysteriously pop up out of nowhere in, in Louisiana one day, it's truly an American art form. And there's not a lot of people that will argue with you on that. There's also not a lot of people who listen to jazz, period. Exactly, yeah. Right? And it's the same way with comics. You know, the superhero comics, specifically, the superhero is an American invention. And yes, you know, the, the influences were taken from all over the world and from history and literature, but the way it was put together and that certain spin was purely American. The jazz and comic books are both purely American inventions that nobody, a, a very small minority of the population actually appreciates and everyone else just nods their head like oh yeah yeah or just i don't get it i don't get superhero comics i don't get jazz you know well i mean look at look at when you guys when guardians of the galaxy come out chris went and saw it and chris was like i don't know dick about guardians of the galaxy and i love the fucking movie 
It, right. it, it just it but, felt like a, a well-paced action movie, sci-fi action movie, that just so happened to come from a comic right. book. That was probably what he thought he was walking into when he went to see Attack of the Clones. He wanted to see the type of movie that he saw at Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm still here. You can ask me. Hey, I thought you'd fall asleep. (laughs) 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 I mean, is is that correct, though, do you think? What, as far as I... Like, what you liked about Guardians of the Galaxy is the same things that you like about the Star Wars movies. Guardians of the Galaxy was as advertised. You brought up Attack of the Clones. That movie's a piece of shit. Now, Avengers Sith... You know, I'll agree with those comments on as far as, like, I left Revenge of the Sith satisfied, you know, disregarding, no, <laughs> that aside. No, I think I the, the point movie. I was trying to make, though, is that, like, every, you know, you're disappointed by Attack of the Clones because it was a piece of shit. And could have been an extra 15 minutes tacked on to Revenge of the Sith. Right, <laughs> yeah. Just, it should have been a B plot. Time and money. Really, what they should have done is they should have condensed the entire Attack of the Clones into a fifteen minutes, first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then shown the Clone Wars. Yeah, which is what they should have done. But they turned the Clone Wars into a cartoon because they figured, well, this is a way to oh, that's what fill I, I spaces was like, between movies. That's the I one that I meant. I meant the Clone Wars. And chasing down pussy. I, I don't know why I kept saying Attack of the Clones. Yes. I meant the Clone Wars. Well, the Clone Wars was a TV series, and outside of a few episodes, oh, wait a minute. I've now never you're confusing watched it because I just never sat down and watched it, but I've heard people say it's better than fucking Attack of the Clones. It's, 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 in fact, it's better than Episode 1 oh, and 2. Right, no, you're right. I was, I mean, I was Attack right. of the Clones. Okay, this is getting a very confusing conversation. We have to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Now that we've done, uh, well, I told you I could do an hour on uh, is a Marvel killing the X Men. I managed to keep it. Well, to you a did half a half hour. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, though, yeah, I think we can we can both agree now. The words when we first spoke of it, like almost two years ago, we like I said, it was like kind of conspiracy theory shit. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory now. I think it's pretty much a fact that they're, yeah, they're putting them on the the very back burner of a very large stove and if they're smart they'll they'll leave some wiggle room to bring them back one day if they're really stupid they'll completely wipe them out well, and they'll find, you know they'll find out that they can't ride that avengers fucking wave for the rest of the fucking time until the sun explodes but but that's the thing work. like <laughs> marvel's always been smart in the respect that if something sells for them and makes them money they will do more of it and sometimes they go too far, like again, you know, the, the over proliferation of X Men in the nineties. But and sometimes it goes the other way, and something that you really like that nobody else is buying gets cancelled six issues in and you're left with holding your dick in your hand going, What the fuck happens to you know, whoever character? But it's kinda like Trump. If we want to tie it all back to the beginning, like you can't you kinda gotta blame the people, right? You know, just because you really like something and you think there should be more of it, well, that's great. But if it isn't selling and everybody else likes this other thing that you think is a piece of shit and they're all buying it, well, guess what? You're going to be out of luck because you're outvoted. 
It's the people's yeah, but, fault. Yeah, once again, it's what happens. You, how many years would, as us as fanboys said, God, I'd love to see the, you know, this movie or that movie or that movie. The problem is, is that now that it's there, the people, like you said, four percent of them actually read the comic books. They go because they want to see, you know. They want to hear, I want to see things go blow up real good, right. you know, and they don't give a fuck about the nuance and the, the backstories. Dude, here we history. are now. Entertain us. All right. They said it 25 years ago. It's pretty much like the mantra of our generation. Yes, pretty sir. Much. I don't want substance. I want to see shit blow up in titties. All right. Yes. <laughs> and, gra- and grab her by the pussy. <laughs> yeah, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> Take her furniture shopping. <laughs> <laughs> grab her, hey, bitch. Yeah, grab her by the cunt and take that bitch to Siemens. <laughs> Taking her to Siemens. Hey, hey, bitch. Here's the leather recliner. Is that good enough for a blowjob? <laughs> Siemens. Recliner. We're gonna need lots of Scotch Guard thrown in on this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it was the best furniture. We had the best sex. <laughs> Just ask anybody. I, I, I know the best places to buy furniture for pussy. I know. Uh, well, you guys are talking. He, he officially has apologized. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's, that's what's what gonna, his downfall that's is. That's what's going to lose him voters. Yes. Apologizing. That's the only way that this could actually cost him voters is if he apologized. That's brilliant. It's, it's just like, it's like that scene in Full Metal Jacket where the drill instructor walks up to, to Private Joker he goes, do you believe in the Virgin Mary? Sir, no, sir. And he just beats the shit out of him. He's like, you will sound off that you love the Virgin Mary. No, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Why not? If I reverse myself, the drill instructor will beat me harder. That's there. And he's like, hey, you're the new squad leader. You're, yeah. you're silly and you're ignorant, but you got guts, and that's enough. That's exactly how America wants its politicians these days. What, 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 was, what was the big thing in 2004 with Kerry? Flip-flopper. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, rethinking a position is a bad thing? Yeah. Really? That, that's the state that we're at in this, in this country? Oh, great. Wonderful. Wonder what we'll be in 2016. 12 years later. <sighs> grab Here her the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Well, thanks for all the new listeners. For, I don't know if like some underground cult has formed around this show or what. Did we just but see a so- spike in listenership recently? We had our best month ever in September. So Holy fuck, thanks for the love, people. <laughs> yeah, like our best month of downloads we've ever had. So I just want to say something real quick. It's kind yeah. of strange realizing because this isn't a live show. We don't have like live call in. Yeah, it's strange realizing that we're not in this bubble and that people are actually listening to us. I know. <laughs> I may so- have to block that out for next episode, or else I ne- might not be able to talk as myself. You'll freeze up. Like, <laughs> like there's actually people listening to what I'm saying besides just Rich and, and Chris. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're on Google Play, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on ChristopherMedia.net. Thanks to everybody who's listened, downloaded. Catch us every Saturday. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Right, the- thanks. thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.